Hello and welcome to Beyond the Words. My name is Dimple Thakra and I am going to take you on a frigging journey with this podcast. I have been called your guardian angel by many. This podcast is for you if you are interested in understanding the truth about humans and what we say is not always what we mean and if you are ready to come out of the spiritual closet you're in the right place enjoy Hello and welcome back to Beyond the Words. My name's Dimple Thakra and today, oh my God, have I got a story for you guys. Oh my God. Gosh, which one? I have two. I have two. Which one? Which one? Which one? Okay. What I want to talk to you today about is something that's happening real and life for me right now. And I don't often share stories when I'm in the moment with them. I often share them with hindsight, but Today I'm being called to share something that is so deep and so honest and vulnerable that's happening with me right now. And I share this story not to get your pity or any of that. I know you all care very deeply and I I love that and I appreciate it. I'm sharing this story because if there's anybody out there who's going through this right now, no that you're not going mad, know that you're not alone, know that there is help out there and know that this is easily, easily sorted out. But what am I about to share? The story that I'm about to share is of what I can only call the crazy lady. (sighs) And this crazy lady lives inside of as many of us. Now, before I continue, what I do want to say is, just as a bit of a disclaimer, I am not a medical doctor. I'm not a medical nurse. What I am is a woman going through what can only be described as chaotic madness known as the menopause. Yep, I said it, the M word. So what I'm about to share is not medical advice. It is not um, meant for that. It's purely to share my story in the hope that something resonates with you and you get help. You're not alone. So let me give you a bit of a backstory. So both, my mom is one of five siblings. She's the eldest of four girls and a boy and she passed or transitioned when she was 47 very quickly I remember it well actually Valentine's Day Valentine's Day 2000 uh, sorry 1996 and that was wild I was at work and my mom I had a missed call from my dad. Now, my mum had been on and off with a bad cough for a while. 
since probably about November 95. We got married in August 95 and then, which again is another story for another day. But So we got, we got married, then mum started developing this strange cough and she got tested for all sorts of things. And so she was, I was the one that used to take her to the hospital because I'm the only medically trained, I'm a clinical dietitian. So I have a lot of medical background and knowledge. And so I was the one that used to take her to all the appointments and all of the crazy stuff. So that I was at work. I remember it distinctly in a board meeting at um, the CCG, the um, the main governing body that pays for all the medical stuff, the, the commissioning arm of our medical borough. And I saw my phone go, and it was my dad. And I will regret this to the day I die. I didn't answer the call. I called back four hours later, and that call was my dad asking what he should do because the consultant had just come back and said to mum, we found a huge tumour the size of a grapefruit in your womb, in your ovaries, and we need to take you for surgery straight away. And mum was scared and she was asking me, what, what is it? that I need to do because broken English, Gujarati speaking, all it all got mixed up. Anyway, I wasn't on the call and they they did the surgery. It was a huge mess. That and I remember distinctly going seeing her in the hospital that day. It was Valentine's Day and coming home and my newlywed husband and I sat in my in-laws home. They were away. They were in my in-laws are in Tenerife. We lived with them for the first year, sat eating fish and chips. And I remember opening up the bag of fish and chips that was wrapped in newspaper. They used to wrap it in newspaper at those days, eating it and feeling sick to my back teeth because I wasn't there for mum. And it's making me tearful. <laughs> and I remember thinking, what am I prioritizing? And yeah, it's just it all, you know, she made the right decision. I didn't know then that four weeks later she would pass. She died on the 16th of March, 1996. This is going to be a deep conversation, guys. You may need some tissues. And so. She passed very suddenly. Luckily, we were all with her. And then we got news that two of my aunties passed in the same way on around their 47th, 48th birthday. This is how I remember it. The detail might be slightly different for different people, but this is how I remember it. And so, cut a long story short, I'm one of three girls so we had genetic testing. And the only surviving auntie actually out of the four of them actually had, by sheer fluke, a hysterectomy and infectomy at 35. She had some other gynae problems. And so she she opted for that. So she's still alive. Um, and I at the time was 22. So 
we had all these genetic tests and it turns out that my sisters and I, we had the BRCA1, BRCA2 test. Turns out that my sisters and I had an 80% chance of developing either ovarian or breast cancer before we were 50. And so we we all decided to have, because it was advised, hysterectomies and oophectomies. What does that mean? Everything removed, ovaries, everything removed before we were 40. Now, what that meant was, at the time, we didn't really think it through because what we thought was, well, I felt like I had a ticking time bomb inside of me all the time. Tick, 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 inside of me all the time. And so I just, I just wanted it out. I wanted the ovaries out. And these were healthy organs. Um, I hadn't really thought about what they do for me. I hadn't really thought about the hormones. I hadn't thought about anything. So I decided at 38 to have them out. So picture this. On the Monday, healthy 38, my regular weight throughout, apart from being pregnant, was around 54, 55 kilos. Um, a good size 10 in UK sizes and being able to run nine miles up hills, no problem, fell running. And I went from that to going into hospital on the Tuesday to having the surgery on the Wednesday to coming out of hospital the following week in a wheelchair, unable to even focus or function. I literally came out of that surgery in a hot flush or flash, wherever you come from, you'll call it either or, and it didn't stop. It continued for 24 hours continuously. I was either having a hot flush or cold chills, hot flush, cold chills, while recovering from surgery, while figuring out what the hell, like what is going on. Um, that year I lost, gosh, I I went down to 47 kilos, which was tiny for me. I lost all my muscle. I barely could walk. Now this isn't everybody's experience. So I want to premise it with that. I want to say, this is not everybody's experience. I'm speaking from my own experience. And It just so happened that week I came home was exactly the same time that my elder daughter started her first periods. So you can imagine all the hormones, right? And I'm already super susceptible to hormones and moods because I was, I had severe postnatal depression with both the girls. So every time my hormones dipped, it threw me into a psyche, like a psychiatric frenzy and mess. And bearing in mind, you know, my mother had a history of uh, issues with uh, her mental health, which I actually believe was her psychic ability. But she was diagnosed with paranoid schizophrenia. So there's lots of stuff going on, right? I get thrown into surgery-induced menopause. And they told me I couldn't have any HRT because of my family history. We'll be right back. Oh, just about to start getting myself ready for Abundant You Love. Feeling so privileged to have this opportunity. 
to serve and love. Why you would attend Abundant You is if you feel as though you are number one, reaching the ceiling of your success and you know there's more for you, either in money, love or impact. Number two, you know that you are spiritually waking up, you're coming out of the spiritual closet and you want more direction, you want more clarity. And number three, you're at a roadblock in your life and you just wish that you could unblock these final few pieces of either your relationship issues, either money issues, either business issues, so that you stop sabotaging yourself. These are really the three reasons why you would come to Abundant You. What I've learned is the change starts with me and that's something that I'm really, really ready to do and ready to change as from today. Eight months in, still struggling to get my health back together, completely all over the place, partly scared to take HRT because of all the press about it. And HRT, for those of you who don't know, hormone replacement therapy. And I just became somebody I wasn't crying all the time, suicidal. The hot flashes were like, you know, my girls would be like, what is your problem, mom? You're just getting hot. Unless you've experienced this, you have no idea. You know, fighting with my husband, just like so many things coming up, so many, so many things. And when I look back now, it's where all the frustration, the anger, all of that started. Um, and so anyway, eight months in, when I went to the doctors and said, I'm literally not sleeping, I'm having hot flashes on the hour, every hour, and then I am and to the point where they're waking me. And I I think the, the low mood and the suicidal thoughts were very much due to sleep deprivation. So they put me on HRT and... Literally overnight, everything shifted. And I want to share, there's been quite a lot of press at the moment. And I know Davina McCall has been really hot on this. And I'm so grateful for her because she's really highlighted that. And something that she said in, in one of her two documentaries, which really was quite profound for me. And that is that, you know, the menopause is actually a disease of a hormone deficiency. And just like diabetes is a disease of a hormone deficiency, so diabetes is a disease of lack of insulin, right? And you wouldn't dream of not treating it. So why is it that menopause is frowned upon and that through one piece of research that was actually found to be completely flawed, we're not treated as women? We're made to feel less than if we ask for help and um, ask to be put back on literally hormone replacement therapy. It's not like you're adding extra. You're actually just wanting what you would normally have. And so I went on this and I was told that I had to, I could only be on it till I was 50. No evidence 
as to why. And so at around 47, I thought, let me try without. I feel great. My weight's stable. I have good energy. Let me just try without. I tried for three months and I became suicidal again. I became, it was like I was having an out-of-body experience. It was literally like I was witnessing me looking down on me as this woman that I didn't recognize. And so I put myself back on HRT and I'm now 50 and I've been on the same dose for 12 years. And last night I went to a a menopause group and I sat there and listened to 10 women's stories of the menopause. And I had to stop myself from the tears rolling down my face. Tears of sadness and tears of joy. Tears of sadness because of all the minutes of memories I've lost with not sorting this out. And tears of joy with all the minutes and memories that I've gained with now sorting this out. And the reason I share this is because, and this is the open, raw, vulnerable piece, I would say probably for the last three months, I have felt like I was bipolar. Like there were moments when I'm so happy and so elated and today is a great day. And then moments when I couldn't even get myself out of bed because I felt so sad and tearful and angry and resentful and frustrated and like I couldn't even breathe at times. And to get myself out of bed, to notice that I, you know, the days that were good were actually days where I could actually move and walk and talk and not forget things and not have this brain fog. But actually the reality is even that was only probably 25% of who I really am as a woman and my full potential. And the night palpitations, the lack of sleep, the dry mouth, the dry vagina, all the dryness, um, not remembering words. And I think to myself, wow, I'm still managing to sustain a seven-figure business on 25% of who I really am. Wow. The self-loathing, the suicidal thoughts, all these are signs. They are signs that if you are at that age, and it can be anywhere between 40 and 50, um, you know, where you're perimenopausal when your periods are all over the place, and then you, the day after your last period, you are perimenopausal and then you become postmenopausal. What I did today, hearing those other women's stories, and it's the reason I'm sharing mine with you today, is that I got help. I went to the doctors and I asked for help because clearly the dose I'm on is not enough anymore. My body has changed. I've aged. 
right? But I've, I, feel, I feel like an old woman. Like my hips ache, my joints ache. I can't run without getting out of breath. On, on Sunday, we went to the supermarket. We literally did a supermarket shop and came back and I had to sit down. I had to have a nap. The fatigue, oh my God. And much as I love men, I love men. If this was a disease that men endured, they would have fixed it by now. The struggle that women are having, that firstly, that this is not talked about, that it's poo-pooed. And the reason that is, is because even two generations ago, women didn't expect to live longer than 50s and 60s. So it was never a problem. We're living a lot longer. So why wouldn't we need hormones? And this is just my perspective. You can use different natural therapies if you desire, but the research right now is showing that there are more risks to us not being on it than there are to being on it. The, the risks of not being on it, heart disease, bone health, because we're living like we have another third of our life left at least. And so today I went to the doctor's. My doctor was incredible. He's known me for 25 years. I managed to get a doctor who's known me for 25 years. He knows my history. He knows my history and susceptibility to um, mental health when my hormones drop. And he instantly increased my estrogen and has run a full series of blood tests and is now happily supporting me. And that's, I'm very lucky. And what's so interesting is that it's not mandatory for doctors to understand menopause until 2024. Yeah, 50% of the population will go through it. So if you have a doctor and you're not as lucky as me, who doesn't understand, you can ask for a specialist in your area. You can do the research. There are nice guidelines that you can, National Institute of Clinical Excellence guidelines for menopause. We should be being tested and, and monitored every year. This will save the NHS thousands in hip fracture, fractures, osteoporosis, strokes. So today I am deeply calling on each and every one of you. If you are a woman suffering, if you are a husband who doesn't recognize his wife anymore, because she's completely changed. It's, there's a reason it's called the change. One of the most beautiful things about the menopause I have come to experience is that I've suddenly learned that I have given my whole life to everybody else. And this is a window of opening for me to understand who I am, for me to pause and decide what my boundaries are. You know, one of the funny things, one of the common threads all the women talked about yesterday was this one question that their family asked them that drives them insane. <laughs> and it's so funny because as they said it, I was like, hell yes, this frigging question. Why do they ask me this? Like my family, are they not capable of dealing with this? And this one question, do you know what it is? What's for tea, mom? For those of you who don't know what tea is, it's basically a northern expression for dinner. What's for dinner? And I was reflecting on it and I was reflecting on how that would seem. Why is it that that triggers all of us? And what that feels like 
well, the people receiving that. And I thought about it and I thought, well, my kids are now 24 and 19 and we've been married 28 years and I've always been the one that made tea. So for them, it's normal to ask me what's for tea. For me, what was happening was I was so tired by tea time that the thought of having to care for other people, grown ass adults that can't look after themselves in my inverted commas mind, that like, why can't they sort tea out? Why can't somebody help me? And really the truth of it was I was asking for somebody to take care of me. And instead of articulating that, I was roaring like a crazy banshee. So there's a message here that I want to leave you with. And that is compassion. Give yourself compassion. Forgive yourself for the crazy lady. Our brains are actually deprived of estrogen. There was research to show that women have a higher incidence of Alzheimer's. And when they looked at the brains of those women, the one thing that was in common with all of them was zero estrogen in their brains. No wonder it feels like you're losing your mind. It's real, guys. Compassion. And for you gentlemen out there who are married to these crazy ladies, thank you. Hang in there. It's not personal. They wish they couldn't be like this. We really wish that we couldn't be like this. We really need help. We really need your support in this moment. It's not personal. And as soon as the hormones are balanced, as soon as the stress is taken out of their lives, because cortisol, actually the stress hormone counteracts the little estrogen that we have. And so any form of stress is going to make things 10 times worse. Now that is not your responsibility, it's hers, but as a team, just hold her when she's been the screaming banshee. Don't take it personally. This is where you get to be her hero. And I want to say from the bottom of my heart, thank you for hanging around and being there. Go get her to get help. Compassion, love, honour and respect. It's been a blessing to serve you today. Thank you for the privilege of allowing me to share my story with you in the hope that this might help even one family, including your daughters including your sons, they need to know about this so you don't suffer in silence. I love you. God bless. Thank you so much for joining me in Beyond the Words. Remember, if you've loved this, don't forget to like, subscribe and leave a review. And don't keep it a secret. Let your friends, family, auntie, uncle, brother, sister, all of them know about Beyond the Words. And remember, all the resources that I've talked about today are available to you in the show notes.